Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode of the Adventure Jogger podcast brought to you by Jeff Klusterman, Mariah Mattingly, Brian C. Seifert, James, the Colonel Mathis, Greg, Dr. Smitty Smith, all of our Patreon supporters, and of course, you. Yes, you, the listener. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Anetta Zepatella, thank you for joining us on The Adventure Jogger. Um, people have no idea. The last 10 minutes before we press the record button, your teenage daughter was giving both you and I a lesson in technology on Zoom and headphones. Boy, that was an experience that I will cherish for the rest of my life, Anetta. Thank you for letting me be a part of that. Oh, you're welcome. I guess children are our future, and our future is safe with teenagers. I guess they will solve all problems for us. <laughs> you know, I didn't notice any eye rolls. I maybe the camera was not on your daughter when when no, there was any eye rolls. Didn't. No, she didn't eye roll at all. So that was a win, um, Anetta. I just wanted to say before we we get into what we're going to talk about on this podcast, you are probably the busiest human being. Oh, no. planet Earth. no, 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 you are in a good way because, you know, usually when I'm you know, trying to set up an interview with somebody, it's, you know, I'll throw a couple of dates at them and be like, oh, well, this one works. I think I think we had like 16 or 17 days. Like, no, I'm race directing this day. No, I'm running this day. No, I've got a film festival uh, this day. And so I think it's maybe the only day that you're available for like the next six months. So thank you for, for spending at least an hour of the only day you're available for six months with me. No, uh, no I'm not that busy. It's just like we're hitting that time with my daughter. We're doing college tours too. So I think that's where you were asking some of the dates who are driving to different locations. She's a junior anyway. Oh, this in is the fun. Of doing different yeah, mm -hmm. college tours. So. so throw that in with race director, ultra runner, movie star, and now mom taking her daughter <laughs> on, on college tours. I mean, <laughs> you can sleep when you're dead, right? Isn't that what they say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anetta, let's start right from the beginning. For For you... Why ultra running? Why in all of the sports you could have picked? You could have picked um, shuffleboard. You could have picked volleyball. <laughs> like, like what brought you into the world of trail and ultra running? Well, I actually never had any significant athletic talent, never showed any. And um, when my daughter was born, I was in one of those little mom's club groups. Mm -hmm. And the ladies there 
we were training for my first um, 50K, which I was like, oh my God, like how long does it take? And they said about six, seven hours. Like, I will never do that. It's way too long. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to run that long. Uh, But then we had so much fun. And uh, so I kind of had that fear of missing out. And I was like, okay, I will try it. Maybe I'll just do one. And um, I did my first 50K in 2014, I think. And it was fun. I loved it. So um, then I started doing, doing more. And like I said, Probably what brought me in it was that I wasn't really good at basketball or anything else. I didn't do sports growing up, and um, and there was something that I enjoyed. I'm a horrible swimmer, and I <laughs> bike with the picnic basket, so those were out. <laughs> you know, it's funny. How many people can relate to that story of finding ultra running because well I, I wasn't good enough at anything else like i like me too i'm horrible at basketball i tried basketball as an adult you know they have these adult leagues my friends would say yeah. hey you want to you want to come play some basketball and i'm like yeah let's, let's play some basketball i was horrible at that you know i'm okay at biking swimming i i'm horrible at swimming i'm just like you know what i guess it's running and I'm not very fast, so yeah. I guess I'm just going to have to try mm-hmm. to outrun, outlast out, out people. Um, <laughs> so your story. Exactly. I, can outla- I can't beat anyone in, a, in 50K, in 5K or a marathon. I'm like, totally not. But uh, the, longest, the longer we go, then I get a little bit better. <laughs> So, because they quit. Yeah, right. Exactly. They're done. They're like, ah, who wants to go any, as far as that? And you're like, well, I will. I'll, I'll gobble up, you know, gobble you up in the last five miles or whatever. So it's, I did the math eight years ago about that you do your first 50K. And mm-hmm. obviously you enjoyed it because you continued on with it. It was not a one and done thing for you. You kept on progressing. What made you decide to get into race directing? Because you, RD, the Empower Ultras in Ohio, why did you want to add all of that to your life? So I used to volunteer with our local club here in um, Southern Ohio, and I helped some with some races. And um, I had also some ideas about things I wanted to do. And it's kind of harder to do it with a club when you have a board and a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of pieces that have to fall in place. Yeah. So one day I was running with my friend, Jennifer Russo. Um, and I said, you know, I always wanted to start race directing because I have that idea, you know, for a couple different events. And she said, oh yeah, me too. So we're like, okay, let's start the company. Uh, so we did, like three months before COVID hit, <laughs> which was like the worst time <laughs> in the world. So like, you know, we had the, our first race in January of 2020. And after that, you know, we got shut down. But yeah, we, we're back and we have five races a year now. So yeah, it, it's been great. So yeah, we had some ideas about things we wanted to do. And and it's just easier to do it when it's your business, I think. Like put your ideas to fruition versus you know, going through. Um, you were like, listen, I ain't got time to convince multiple people that these are good ideas. I'm just going to go do this on my own. And then you launch your, you get your, your races together, you get your company together, you get your ideas together. And then COVID hits after race number one. Did you think mm-hmm. at that point you'd, you'd, you'd done one race, race director, COVID hits, 
races are shut down everywhere. Race companies folded during that time. Did you think, mm-hmm. like, was that the universe saying, like, listen, Anetta, you're busy enough. You're going to have a teenager soon that's going to have to go on college trips. Maybe race directing's <laughs> not for you. Is it the universe yelling at you? Uh, no, I didn't think that. I just, oh, you know, I also thought COVID is going to last three weeks. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we all did. Over right. after right. Easter break. But we had our first 24-hour race. So our first race that we were able to put on was a night out trail marathon. It was a race we had this idea, Jennifer and I, to create a, a trail marathon um, at night. Yeah. So it's a supported night run, because a lot of people want that night run training for 100 miles, but they're afraid to go run at night by themselves, or they have no access to trails that are open at night, like here, a lot of trails are closed at dusk, so yeah. um, the access is limited. So we had that one and it went really well. And then in April, we we're supposed to have our vernal equinox, which was 24 hour at this point, run, and that obviously got shut down because of COVID. So Jennifer and I had that idea that we're going to do it virtual, but we're going to do it a different way virtual because everybody was doing virtual. Right, I remember that, yeah. Um, so we said, Everybody going to, is going to run at the same time. And if you want us to come and see you from like a safe distance, give me your location. And in those 24 hours, we're going to drive and meet everyone who is running in the like Dayton, Cincinnati area, um, which was a great idea, but we didn't realize that people would be like 60 miles apart. So we pretty much sat in the vehicle and drove <laughs> all over from like uh, Northern Kentucky, all the way almost close to Columbus. So you know, and try to hit everyone at least once or twice. But we were all running at the same time and we're posting uh, like live updates where people were as far as distance because so we could check like Luke does run 40 miles and I'm at mile 38. So we chose the course and um, yeah, it was it was cool. It was different. It was kind of like that weird time. But then I think we created that sense of community um because everyone was running at the same time in different places in the area it was it was cool i I just we were exhausted but we were really happy that we pulled it off and yeah and then we tried to then the state was shut down but jennifer found this horse farm outside of cincinnati and they actually were amazing because um to them what we're doing is nothing i mean they jumped horses so right. running on the trail for 48 hours is totally safe yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we don't we don't think of it we don't think it's a big deal but they're wonderful they're very accommodating so even though um a lot of ohio was shut down for a long time in 2021 they let us host um a race our vernal equinox race on the horse farm it's like two mile loop around yeah um the farm and people loved it so uh because it was still kind of covety um you could have a clean stall horse stall and you could social distance in that you could keep all your gear and um you know for the duration of the race and that was that was unique and was different and a lot of people liked it and we've been there ever since we just hosted it for the fourth time uh, last weekend, and now we have 48, and we're, we're at 48 hours, so we have 48, 24, 12, and 8, so it's very cool. Fun. It's fun. You're 
I hope if if no one gets anything else from this episode of the Adventure oh. Jogger, like if nothing else, they're they're tuning out at this point. The one thing they would yeah, get is if, no, no. The one thing they would take from this would be if there's another pandemic and you own a race company, if you have the idea of allowing people to do it virtually, but you will go show up and check and check on them or say hi. That's a bad idea because all you're going to do is be in the car for 24 hours, nonstop. Yes. And getting out for 30 seconds, just waving, okay, I see you, we're going to the next one. (laughs) But there was no traffic. That was a good thing. We didn't Mm -hmm. sit in any traffic jams because everyone was pretty much, you know, home yeah <laughs> you know, you're the only one on the road it's like it's like a, a zombie movie you're the only one yeah. on the road what what do you bring what what is empower ultras thing you you said you wanted you had ideas that you wanted to do mm-hmm. after running a certain number of ultras but you you didn't want to convince this board like hey annette has got some ideas let's just roll them what were the ideas that you had that were different and that you wanted to try in the world of race directing so I always feel that more people can run 100 miles that really that do, and especially women, because the statistics are that 20% um, women and 80% men in, in 100-mile races. Yeah. And I think uh, that women often underestimate their abilities while men overestimate them. So, um, <laughs> I mean, when you look at, I mean, I don't have like scientific data, but when you look at the finishing rate, you no. will see there's way more men, like the percentage wise, more women finish versus the start, right? Than no, men. that, I'm sorry. We just, we just summed up the genders right there perfectly. That Nothing sums up the genders better than women underestimate their ability and men greatly overestimate their ability in everything. Um, so we had that idea about creating a 48-hour run yeah. and that's a very accessible first 100. So we just want those people um, and we're actually 50-50 men and women in on start line for 48 hours, yeah. so, which, is, which is cool. Uh, and that's our goal. We're trying to have as many women as men in our races. And we love men. We like be invited to run with us, and we have a lot of men that support our races. Um, so I think if you take remove that fear of timing out, a lot of a lot more women sign up, and then you know they, the idea was they're gonna do our race, and then they're gonna go somewhere else because they gain that confidence because right. all of a sudden we didn't need forty eight hours to run hundred miles. We only need like. 29 or 31 right. or, you know, and they're going to get better and then we're going to sign up for Mohican or Pinhori or some other races. Mm-hmm. We'll just be like the baby, the first step. Uh, and we also hope that maybe next year they come back to our race and still running 100 miles, we'll try to run 150 or 200 in 48 hours. So, um, and then we wanted to create kind of like different events. Um, so like we have two night Run, supported mm-hmm. night runs that started sundown, uh, which uh, the idea behind it was a supported run training run for 100 miles. Yeah. Or like if you're thinking about running 100 miles and you're afraid of running at night, if you run, let's say, from 6 p.m. to 1 in the morning, right, you can kind of have an idea how you feel, how, you, how it feels to run on a trail at night. Um, if you're scared, I, I mean... I also work with Trail Sisters a lot, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I'm a chapter leader for the Dayton chapter. And we do, Trail Sisters, we do night runs throughout winter. Like we, we, 
put on at 6 p.m. And we had ladies at first saying, like, I can't run at 6 when it's dark. Right. But then, you know, we do that one hour run and like, oh, it's cool. We like it. So um, just removing that fear. So I guess our our goal is to empower people to try new things and remove barriers and 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 make things accessible and achievable and so we we for every runner we think way more people could be in the sport if you show them how and if you give them that that first push that first stop, step and make it nice and uh our races are nice are friendly um you know we we have tons of food we have we work with a great timing company and we have a guy who's singing karaoke yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we, we're very family friendly. We often are near playgrounds and, and things like that. So we're trying to make it um, very accessible. Um, so um, actually our name, a lot of people don't know, it's Empower, but actually came from M Power with the letter M. Because Jennifer and I called ourselves, we're like, mid-pack, middle-aged, Midwestern moms. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I love that. That is so that is so cool. And it's something, honestly, that I don't think guys really think about some of those things. You know, as a man, I've never been scared to run at night because I've never been scared of what someone would do, right? I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've never had that thought. And I know women have that thought. I know my daughter has that thought. I know my, mm-hmm. my wife has that thought. There is a lot of barriers to the world of ultra running, especially 100-mile running, that men do not think about. It's just not mm-hmm. something. It's not our day to day existence. Um, but it sounds like you're really creating opportunities to help women in a safe, encouraging way to overcome some obstacles they may have to running a, one, uh, 100 miles. Be it, I got to run at night. I'm scared to do that. Okay, we got a night marathon that's completely supported, and you will see that you can do it. Uh, I don't think I can do it in the cutoff times. Here's a 48 hour race. You then you're going to see that you can do this in 48 hours and have plenty of time to spare. Like you're you're really taking steps to making trail and ultra running a more inviting and safe space for women. Yes, I mean, for, like I said, uh, we have a lot of women that come to our races, but also men too. And right. actually, my favorite story from last year uh, is actually about um, there was a man that. He really wanted to run 100 miles, but he doesn't really have time to train. And his only training leading to his 48-hour run was walking with his children at Kings Island, which is an amusement park in Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, roller coasters. So he walked from roller coaster ride to the other roller coaster ride. And that was the only thing he he did. Um, Well, he ran 100 miles in 47 hours and like 40 minutes. He almost gave me a heart attack because, oh my God, he's going to type, like he's not going to make it, but he did and it was exciting. So he's my example that, I mean, he was hurting, obviously he had to use um, trekking poles and kind of leaning, but he really, really wanted it, really wanted it. He had idea, he was determined and he pretty much like limped his way. (laughs) It would be way easier if he trained, but he, he got 100 miles, like I said, from walking roller coaster park to getting hundred miles first, his first belt buckle. It's pretty cool to see. I love it. I love it. I love that one one way that you've really helped is you've shown women like, hey, you can do this. You are underestimating your abilities. You can do this. 
Do you have any ideas of how to help men overcome the obstacle of greatly overestimating their abilities? <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I mean, not all men. I mean, I'm stereotype. I'm using stereotype. No, no. I it's can't a, talk today. It's a stereotype <laughs> for a reason. It's a stereotype yeah. for a reason. Yes, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm foreign. See, I have an excuse. That's my second language, but you don't. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll just say this. Your your English is far better than my Polish. So I, I'll, just, I'll just leave that right there. So do you find... Um, because you are, I mean, you're, you haven't given up ultra running. You're still doing that and race directing. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, is, is one more satisfying than the other for you right now? I mean, I love, I love ultra running and I love running. I love running hundred miles and hardest like mountain hundred mile, mm. miles are my favorite. Um, but it's just incredible feeling when you, let someone else help not let but help or in some way because help someone else achieve their dream and people to cry at our finish line because they're overwhelmed with emotions yeah. and we get people who get like their first ultra or their first hundred miles and it's it's beautiful to witness it's like i think everybody should if they think that the world is ending and everybody's horrible we should come to the finish line of you know, a hundred miler or forty-eight hour race, and see people there, and and see the love that's there, and, and it's, it's beautiful, and I and I love it. It's very emotional. I cry too. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> cries, but it's happy. It, it it's great. I love it. I love it. Do you remember like your first moment as a race director when you saw someone overcome something that they probably thought they couldn't do? and just have a moment, an incredible moment at the finish line that you remember? I, like I said, my favorite story is the guy who walked at yeah. King's Island and then okay. got 100 miles. But then um, we had some, uh, we had an older man that started running at 60, and uh, I think he's 68 now, and he fin- he comes to our night marathon, he runs it every year, and his goal is not to be last, but He's been last a few times. And I always told, tell him, like, there are a lot of people who doesn't even who don't even try, right? And, and he's amazing. And his wife comes. And uh, the race is called Night Owl. And they buy Night Owl wine that they drink at the, after he finishes. It's really cool. I mean, to start running at the age 60, right? Yeah. And then go and run trails at night and uh it's cool it's cool to see there are a lot of really really cool stories i have a friend who we offer athletes with disability mm-hmm. division yeah and so far we have one athlete so she wins by default but it's <laughs> really cool so she's visually impaired she yeah. has no peripheral vision she can only see one eye and kind of like she describes it like you would put a straw and just look through the straw that's all she can see okay she can't see far out she does our race i mean she goes and runs on trails at night it's so cool i mean so brave right i mean i'm afraid i'm gonna fall and i can see perfectly fine and i have i don't know two headlamps like look like a truck going down (laughs) the trail and here she is like doesn't matter which kind of headlamp she puts on she's still not going to see like she just doesn't have yeah you know that ability and it's really really cool to to see stories like that you know it's pretty cool that's very cool so we give her we put her in our athletes with disabilities division because i don't think it's fair to 
put her with like other, you know, I mean, like it's way harder for her. So she's always, she's our winner. And we hope we have more people uh, who are visually impaired or have like other challenges um, that can come and run our races because we we have the, the vision for athletes with disabilities. So we'd like to grow that too. I know there's more races that are doing that now. I know Jason Green mm-hmm. encourages athletes with disability to run his Yeti 100 and you mm-hmm. know the, the incredible Tom Green story, which if you're not familiar with yes. the Tom Green story, I, it, that, yeah. that is, I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. And it seems like, you know, you, you started to create a space for women to be able to experience things. And men too. You, you never said, like, this is not a woman's only club. It's not like a science of no yeah, men allowed. Exactly. But, your, but, yeah. but your ideas were to give women a space to to be empowered, to be able yeah, to see that they can do some mm-hmm. things. You've probably found some obstacles though in like, how do we encourage more people that are differently abled that uh, you know may have visual impairments or other impairments to come into the world of ultra running because it is such a i mean every episode i've I've talked about how beautiful the community is and the more people we can have in this in this this crazy community the better but what are the obstacles you're seeing in getting more people with physical impairments to participate in trail and ultra running i think it's mostly reaching them i think uh it's you know i'm i'm fully body abled so it's mm-hmm. hard hard for me to get the word out i t- talk to amy a lot and like a lot of our policies i should say with her blessing uh copied from vermont 100 yeah because I, I i talked to amy when we first set it up and uh she was very excited mm-hmm. that there because you know she pretty much was i think the first one in the country that really started that yeah uh, um so Amy, I'm gonna say her name Polish way, but that's not how you guys say. Just it. you just say the but Polish Amy way. <laughs> just say the I Polish know, way. We say Rusiecki, but we, we say it differently. Um, and I don't know how you say her, how they pronounce her name in the US. But she's the race director of Vermont 100. And um, so yeah, and and, and through my friend uh, Dee Char, who is involved with um, Challenge Athlete Foundation, we're trying to reach people and. Um, and bring them to races but um yeah if anybody's listening i would like to come and run our race we would love to have you all right good stuff how do you get into the movie world then how, okay so we kind of tackled the ultra running <laughs> and the race directing world how did how did you become a movie star what's the story on that <laughs> oh, oh not the movie star um <laughs> so um Jessica Vandenbush, mm-hmm. uh, who is a friend of mine, she won a, a Fuji film grant uh, to make a movie, her first movie. And I, after like six years, got into Western States last year. Uh, so she had that idea to make a movie about me as like an average, you know, female runner. Um, about my life and, and training for Western States. Um, so she asked me if that was okay, and I know Jess, we met at Burning River years ago, we yeah. actually ran, I don't know, big chunk of this race together, been friends ever since, so I, and I agreed to it because I love the concept, the movie is not supposed to show me as like superhuman or super tough, or, you know what I mean, like it's supposed to make me very, um, relatable and, um, what I'm doing very achievable to other people. Um, 
So yeah, so Jess won the grant and she came to my house and stayed for a few days and filmed me running around Ohio. And then she went to Western States with me and that was, um, was interesting because we were at every aid station. Yeah. And so they were filming me. I think she had four people or maybe even more. Yeah. Maybe five or six people on her crew. But also Fujifilm decided to make a movie about Jessica making a movie. So there were six people from Fujifilm filming Jessica filming me. So there were 12 people following with the cameras all the way from start to I mean, not from start to finish. But you know I me, mean? like every aid station I would go to, they would all run <laughs> towards me and film me and then run some part on the trail behind me. And it was for whatever it took me almost 28 hours. So all that time they were, uh, they were with me. And it was funny because people, because of my accent, right? They thought I was some famous person from overseas. <laughs> so they were asking uh, who I am and uh, if they should know me and what's my, you know, if I'm like some kind of celebrity. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, but Please yeah, tell like, me you told them you were. Uh, I told them I was very famous in Poland. You should have told. You should have said. You should be like, I'm the. I'm sorry, but I don't know if you know this. But I'm the. I'm the queen of Poland, and I'm here running Western states. That's why there's there's four cameras following me, and then there's six cameras following the four cameras that are following me because I'm the queen of Poland. It was funny. Also, there were some people that would start running with me, you know, in some section of the course, and then I would tell them. Like, I love to run with you, but I just wanted to tell you that when we get to the aid station, there is a camera crew that will film us and be like, okay, see you later. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be filmed. Bye. So like, I didn't make any friends. Nobody wanted to run with me. That's so hard to believe because you want to be filmed. Yeah. You'd think that in this day and age, when everybody yeah. wants to be famous, here is this woman, mm -hmm. this woman with a thick accent has yeah. has 10 cameras all for her. <laughs> there are 10 cameras at Western States for one woman with a thick accent. You would think people be like, oh, this is my chance to be famous. I'm going to run right next to her. So when they show this, when they show the, the movie about the Queen of Poland running Western States, I will be in this movie that is so funny that no one wanted to run with you i would have thought it would have been you would have had a crowd of people around you yeah i guess not i guess they were intimidated by it or maybe they didn't know what they will i mean it's kind of like just filming like throwing up and changing my clothes i have not seen the movie yet because i promised Jess that i will watch it with her for the first time yeah so she's flying to dayton ohio um I think two weeks, yeah. and we have a date on showing, so I will see it for the first time uh, with her. That was our agreement, and I, I promised her. I'm, you know, so I don't know what the movie is <laughs> like. Maybe it's horrible. I don't know. It's good. It's good. No, I, really hard I, I, think it. it's, I think it's going to be great because, you know, having talked to Jessica a couple times, I've interviewed her, just had discussions off the air, and what I really love about Jessica is – she has an authenticity as as yes. a media producer in the sport. She has a unique voice. Um, she has a unique eye for things. Her Eat or mm -hmm. Eat Clean Run Dirty magazine is probably the most original, beautiful piece of media 
that I've seen produced in 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 the print world. There's a lot of magazines about ultra running and, and athletics, but none is none that that fits the 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 vibe of the community as well as E Clean Run Dirty did and does, where it just feels like it's it really does feel like for ultra runners by ultra runners, where a lot of the other ultra running magazines kind of feels like it's news, it's 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 journalism people writing for weirdos that run long distances well, her has a real beauty a real beauty to it and she has a real a real eye and I, I i i'm i'm excited i can't wait to see it i'm really excited the movie is called Nettie from ohio um which you could have called it the queen of poland runs western states that would that would have been great but it, it had to have been weird because western states is such a big thing people try for years to get into this race and there are people listening to this podcast there are thousands of you that will never get into western states not because of lack of trying but because of the lottery and as the lottery gets bigger and the sport gets bigger Mm -hmm. your odds go down i have become perfectly happy with the fact that i will probably never run western states it's not going to happen for me it's not in the cards i'm okay with it i've crewed it i've paced it twice i've been there uh, Andy Jones Wilkins is on speed dial. He's Mr. Western States. I feel like I've run it, it in, in that case. But it had to be weird for you to step onto this giant stage and you are, you're, you're Nettie from Ohio and you've got all these mm-hmm. cameras, these yeah, cameras documenting. <laughs> did you, at any point in the race, did it just kind of fade into the background or was it always kind of there like, Oh God, when I get to this aid station, not only do I have to realize what I need for the next section of the race or whatever, I also have to got these camera people following me all over the place. And uh, was that kind of, was it kind of weird? It was weird. Like at first was very intimidating and you know, you know enough about Western States. So it's kind of, uh, the cutoffs are kind of front heavy. Yeah. So we tighter at the beginning. So I fell at mile 20, like, and both of my legs kind of like locked up on me. So I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to time out at 50K. Right. And there's going to be a movie about it. Like, <laughs> it'll be the end. So that was very, very stressful. But then, you know, I felt better. And eventually things clicked in and I started running better. And I made up a lot of time that I, I lost. So eventually I kind of almost forgot about it until the night because then at night they had all those lightsabers cameras and they came out and really could not not see and notice them so um you know we're coming into the aid station and there are like all those lights and around me and then people driving in the vehicle filming me from the moving vehicle and people running in front of me backwards i mean those fuji people are legit they can run with cameras that weigh i don't know like 15 pounds backward <laughs> for like you know i mean it's not like i was moving at blazing speed but you know we ran for good 400 meters backwards you know quarter of a mile um um filming me with yeah. 15 pounds cameras yeah um and then i remember the thing so when i finished by the time i finished i was kind of like used to them but then i finished and i got extremely nauseous and I had to throw up and I see that beautiful turf, like brand new turf, 
on the high school track and it's like I cannot possibly throw up there this was like especially in the movie right it's awful so I'm like trying to get my took off my hat and I'm trying to throw up in my hat so nobody sees it and then those guys like those they stick their cameras like in my face I'm like oh my god I don't <laughs> oh and then just ran to um just ran to the hoka stand and brought me a hoka bag to throw up in because she didn't want me to ruin my heart. So, <laughs> so anyway, so she comes with that hoka bag for me to throw up in, and I'm like trying to throw up, and like I just like I don't know if I wanted film. Then I don't know if it's in the movie or not, but um, yeah, we had hoka bar bag. <laughs> it was a star of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have shot any chance you had for a hoka sponsorship in the foot. By yes, Barfin. Because I threw out. Yes, I, I'm not that. Oh, even if you were considering me with my 28 hour finish at the Western <laughs> States, but probably now. <laughs> It has to make the movie. I don't know if if Jessica's done with the final cut of the movie yet. Jessica, if you are not, she is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I just fingers crossed that the big the big moment of the movie is you barfing in a hoka bag. (laughs) Yeah, I was just I was just I was so petrified of throwing up on the brand new. you know, high school yeah. track, like on that football turf. Like, yeah. My God, I cannot possibly throw up there. That'd be like so, like, so there was, <laughs> it was like the scariest part of the race besides me falling at mile 20. <laughs> I was trying to throw up with the cameras around me in a brand new, you know, turf. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when is the movie going to be available uh, for for the world to see? Has Jessica shared that with you? So yes, yeah, so the movie is available. It's actually festival movie festival. Yeah, and I don't remember the website address now, but it's um, it's got stops all over the country. I yeah. don't remember how many. It started late March. Yeah. Uh, here in Ohio, we're going to have it on April 19th, um, but it's all over. I mean, all over, but it, I think at least like good 30, 40 locations. And I think in May, it will be available online as a virtual show through, I think it's Trail Film Fest that they handle on Instagram, but okay. I might be wrong. So other people have but seen it. Tra- other people have seen yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I, I, got, I, got, I got messages from people I don't, like, I barely know. On Instagram, it's really weird. I was like, I loved your movie, and like, it was great, and I was really inspired by your story, and I don't really know if you're inspired by me throwing up in the <laughs> 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 Or about or running, I don't know. I don't really know what's in the movie. No, I'm kidding. But I get got a lot of messages. I, I think it was shown in San Diego, Artville, um, a couple other locations. I got messages from people I don't even know, like from Asheville area or from you know California, that find me on Instagram and say, "Hey, I watched your movie and and it was great." And so that is so crazy. I haven't that seen it yet. People have seen this. It's been out in the space. I can't wait till it's 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 available digitally and I can I can watch it from the comfort of my own home just because I want to see if the big ending is in there. Spoiler alert, everybody. <laughs> She throws up in a hope of a hoka bag, um, um, but that's got to be weird to have all of these people see this and reach out to you, and you still haven't seen a second of it. 
No, like I said, I had the file because we are hosting the um, the showing, right? So yeah. I got the file and I texted Jess and I said, hey, I got the file. And she's like, don't watch it. I don't want you to watch it. You have to watch it with me. So I had my daughter watch it and delete it from um, my computer. So she watched it. And my business partner, uh, Jennifer Russo, watched it. But I have not watched it. I listened to Jess. They t- my daughter and Jennifer told me they liked it. It was really authentic. And, um, you know, my daughter cried watching it. So I guess. <laughs> was, it the, was this the same daughter that was teaching us how to use Zoom a couple yes, minutes ago? Yes, okay. yes, yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's why she didn't roll her eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is so cool to be a part of that. And it had to be an interesting way, too, to, to experience Western states that way and and how you'll have this you're going to have this memory and you're going to have this day presented to you mm-hmm. in a way that you've never seen yes. before so many people count on the memories or the videos taken by family or the pictures you'll see from time to time you are going to have it's going to be almost like an out of body experience to watch your western state experience through a camera lens. That's going to be very interesting. That would be really cool. And I also wanted to say something about Jazz because she's so incredible and she's amazing and she's so multi-talented. So not only she directed the movie and dealt with, I mean, those, I mean, I think race directing is way harder than running yeah. the race. Like I'm more tired. So I think making a movie is way more tiring than race directing. So she was doing that, and on top of that, she paced me for the last 20 miles. What? With, running with me with the camera. I know, she's just, she's incredible. She's just the best human ever, and she, like, you know, changed my socks and you know, cleaned my feet. She's just, I mean, she's amazing. She's just the best human I've ever met. I mean, one of the, she's just incredible. Like, her love that she shows people, like, it's very... Um, genuine and she really really cares I mean it was very touching she was incredible she was just I was like you know my feet are dirty and she's and I'm sitting at the aid station like just are you massaging my feet and she's like yes I'm just trying I'm like oh my god they're like so dirty and it's gross I'm like and she's like no it's fine I'm gonna put your socks on and I'm gonna do so she's giving me like a foot massage at the aid station it was just and then she gets up and she runs with me for 20 miles she's I mean she's amazing she's incredible wait wait so not only was she filming you, she's got her camera with her. She's running 20 miles with you. And she's also- With the in, camera. Right. In between filming and running with you, she's changing your socks and massaging your feet. Yes. Yeah, it's just like nobody ever like, I mean, I've done several hundred milers, right? Nobody ever gave me a foot massage at the aid station. Like, I know, you know what I mean? Like- your feet are gross, right? Like nobody wants to touch them. <laughs> and she's like, "Like I'm gonna take your socks and shoes off, and then like I'm look down. Like it feels really good, right? And like, are yeah. you giving me a foot massage? And she's like, "Yes, I think you need it." I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you are just like the most incredible person I've ever met." Okay, now I want to know: uh, Does does, does Billy Yang? Does he crew? Does he crew and run with you and, and, and massage your feet while he's filming you? Ginger runner? Is that is that what you're doing? Is this just a Jess thing? Is this just something that she does? Yeah, this little, little extra? I'll tell you, if word gets out, I feel bad for the other filmmakers in this space because think about it. If you had your choice to pick someone to film you, 
Wouldn't you want to film someone that will also crew you and also massage your feet? I mean, that seems to be kind of a winner, a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. she's incredible. I mean, she just she just loves the community so much. Like she's doing it mm-hmm. really out of love. I mean, you you met her. She's she's amazing, and she does so much. Her place is like overflowing. She never sleeps. She works all the time, and she does a lot of things for others. Like she's very very caring and giving person. All right, so everybody just kind of check and see if the Trail Running Film Festival is coming uh, near you. It'll be in Dayton, Ohio on April 19th. If it's past April 19th and you're just downloading this now, you're like, well, I can't travel back in time. But just look for it and then look for in May, it'll be available digitally. Uh, The film is called Nettie from Ohio, where you can see uh, Anetta take on uh, Western states with cameras. With more cameras than anybody in the world, where nobody. So if you ran Western States last year, and you're like, "Who's that lady with the ten cameras following her?" Well, now you'll know, and it's it, that's 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 really really cool. Knowing that, so you've done that now. You've kind of conquered a lot of a lot of spaces in the ultra world. Um, what's next for you? Um, well, so I am running uh, Masanoten Hundred next mm-hmm. uh, my next race and. My big goal for this year is Crazy Mountain in Montana. That's the second year race. Um, and Jess is going to be there too. Um, so we're going to run, run that race. It goes, I think, to 10,000 feet. It's, a, um, it's put on by a female race director who is also a rancher, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. So it yeah. goes from one cattle ranch to another cattle ranch. Very unique concept, hard, rugged, high elevation, which I am not really good with. But um, yeah, I'm excited. That's in in July, and I hope to drive there with my daughter. Do kind of like a cross country. We're going to a wedding on the 21st, and then we're driving from Ohio to Montana. That's our plan. That's so, I'm bonding with my teenager. Yeah, yeah. Where she'll roll her eyes, and but then she'll remember that mom was in a movie. So then she'll feel much, <laughs> much, much better yeah. about it. Um, Trail Sisters is one thing you mentioned briefly, and I wanted to, to kind of talk a little bit more about because I think it's an important organization for for those who are not familiar with what Trail Sisters is. Can you kind of fill us in? So Trail Sisters is a national organization that was founded by Gina Lucrezzi and. <clears throat> The story behind it is Gina, um, she is a phenomenal runner and she was trying to make a world world team. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we were taking top six men and top three women from every country. And Gina was always four, so she never made it. She just didn't think it was fair. And um, so she had that idea about creating an organization that advocates for like equal access and equal prize money, podium spots, um, you know, things like that. And so she created Trail Sisters. Those a few years. I don't remember exactly when it was created, but I loved it. So I reached out to Gina and I wanted to create a local chapter. And at that point, she wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Um, but then eventually she was. We were actually one of the very first chapters in the U.S. And we've been around, I was going to say, four or five years. I don't remember. Time goes so fast. Eh, you, like, know. you know, my, yeah. my, my kid is about to, you know, my kid is a junior in high school. And I think she was in elementary school, like, <laughs> last year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, what Trail Sisters do we have group runs that are female. Um, if you identify as a woman, you are welcome to come. 
uh, but it's women only because sometimes women feel intimidated or slow or like the husbands are jealous or things like that. So that's yeah. um, kind of like a nice um, intro spot. So all our groups are um, women only group runs. And then um, Trail Sisters um, trying to empower women to um, you know, run on trails and also works with their race directors. And there are very five very basic and very easy to achieve um, criteria to become a Trail Sisters approved race. Pretty much what we want is to have a women specific cut for um, shirts. Right. You know, for, and then female hygiene products visible on the table at men aid station. So we don't have to go and ask right. uh, someone who's sitting there. We can just come and grab it and right. it's uh, discreet and accessible. Um, and then the other things, a lot of races are already doing, I think, you know, now nowadays, anyway, things change over 10 years dramatically. So if you give like the course record money, you have to give it to female course record holder and men course record holder, right? Mm -hmm. Not just overall, because um, those are two separate races. You have to have the same, like if you give um, awards, you have to recognize, let's say, top five men and top five women or top 10 men and top 10 women. are okay. uh, uh, and, um, and yeah, if there is a prize money, it has to be equal. So if you give, let's, I mean, there is not a lot of prize money in ultra running, but let's say you give like $300 to course record holder male you have to give the same three hundred dollars also to a female and that's it that's all that's all to it oh and also i'm sorry another one more thing so gina is um there is a start line visibility so what trail sisters notice that if you look at the start line of the race sometimes there are a lot of women but they don't line up a front so if you look at the race pictures there's just two lines of men right so we try to encourage women to line up in the front too. So if there is some media coverage of the race or the post-race photo, we can see women lining up in the front, especially that a lot of women run, you know, there are a lot of races that women come first overall, second overall, third right. overall. Right. Uh, so they totally belong, belong on the, but they, oftentimes they kind of like line up in the back or, and there is, bunch of those dudes right standing in the, the first two rows and some of them gonna blow up three miles in <laughs> some yes yes and that needs to be said right there ladies if if you want to sit in the back that's fine if that's where you're comfortable but get up front that dude is going to bonk at mile 30 yeah. and you're gonna run right by him you might as well get some decent start line yeah. photos yeah so th that's that's um just shows and i think and i know a lot of like I do it at my races, and I sometimes have to like physically almost drag women. Like, can you go on the get, front? Like, I don't want to because it's pressure, right? Right. But it's like I think it helps other women when they look at that picture of the race and say there are other ladies at this race too. Yeah. And some some don't care, you know, because like, I also hear things like, "Oh, you're doing it. Why are you doing all that stuff for other women? Since you can do it, everybody can do it." But you know, we're all different, and we look at different things. Yeah. So I think that seeing that picture and seeing there is a bunch of you know women in that race makes it it's good for the race too because women will look at it and say, "Oh, I can sign up." You know, it looks like it's uh, um, it's a good mix.
Yeah, yeah. I think it's just another reminder of, listen, just got to have some real, real hard chats with you ladies. So you guys want to just take a step out here because we're going to have some real hard chat. Stop underestimating your ability. You can do amazing, awesome things. You know what? If we could just even it out, if we could take the ability, the, the underestimating of the women and the overestimating of the men and wipe both of those out, we'd all just be perfect. And we wouldn't have any of these problems. <laughs> it wouldn't have, it just, yeah. We could take some of that ability overestimating from the men and give it to the women and then it would just all kind of even out and, and start lines and finish lines would look absolutely perfect. Is there a place where women can go to check on the list of Trail Sisters approved races? Is that a resource available on their website? Mm-hmm. Yes. So okay. Gina Lucrezi, she has the website trailsisters.net and then you can click on the races and you can search by uh, state and um, you know location or by month and you can see all the races that are Trail Sisters approved. All right. They all like in one one place. Okay. Before we go, uh, I want to talk about just before we leave the Empower Ultras, five races now. You, you talked a bit. Let's go through them throughout the year. What the race calendar looks like for you in Ohio. These are mainly in Ohio. You're you're based out of Centerville, yes. Centerville, Ohio. Um, what mm-hmm. are the five Empower Ultras or races? So we have. Uh, we- we have winter night uh, trail marathon that's also half and 10K, so it's mm-hmm. accessible to, like, if you want to just, you know, run a very short run at night. Um, then we have our vernal equinox, which is 48, 24, 12, and 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have summer version of night owl um, in June, so we do, like, a winter solstice and summer solstice. Yeah. No, no, yeah. And then uh, our brand new race uh, that's coming out in August, it's a um, East Fork 50K and 100K in the state park uh, outside of Cincinnati. So it's the only 100K race in um, Southwestern Ohio. Oh, wow. So it's kind of, um, we thought about it, it's kind of like a prep 400 mile or two. Yeah. Got a very generous cutoff and um, it's, it's a 50k loop. So for 100k, you just do two loops. Okay. So, you know, a lot of, it, it's kind of hard to find in Midwest often because trails are shorter. Yeah. So um, that's kind of unique. And Jennifer is an incredible backyard runner. She actually ran 250 miles at Capital Backyard. She competed in um, Big's Backyard twice. Uh, I, I don't know how many backyard she did but anyway we have our own backyard called empower backyard in october in lebanon ohio and this is mostly jennifer's baby i kind of help i never run a backyard she knows yeah. way more about it than yeah. i do so that's our very cool race. and we also have a we also have a women's retreat uh that we do once a year we did it last year at red river gorge in kentucky it's like a longer weekend with seminars and group runs and we keep the group small to like about 10 12 ladies and we share resources it's you know it's about trail running and um uh, like uh, overcoming like fear of running at night so we do a night run together and, and things like that talk about stomach problems and and uh fuel in your run um wildlife safety so we don't have a date set for 2023 yet, but it will be somewhere later in the year this year too. Very cool. All right. Ohio trail running and ultra running 
other than your races, are there uh, races that everybody, Midwestern, everybody all over the United States should put on their radar when it comes to Ohio trail and ultra running? Shawnee 50 miler. It's directed by Michael Owen. And Shawnee is that beautiful state park. Uh, it's on Ohio-Kentucky border. It's, um, I will probably say it wrong, but I think it has 11 or 12,000 feet of gain in 54 miles. Wow, that's... It's an incredible race. Yeah. Yes, it's not what you think about Ohio. It's, it's a race that I think more people should know about and should come and run. And Michael Owen is an incredible race director. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, there's obviously Mohican and Burning River, but people know about those. Yeah. But not many people know about Shawnee 50. And I think Shawnee 50 is something that more people should know about. Good stuff. Thank you so much. I, Annette, I really appreciate you talking about running and race directing and being a movie star. You're the queen of Poland to some people uh, <laughs> in Western States no. last year. Best of luck on this movie. I, I can't wait. So I'm, a, uh, I'm actually able to see it. Uh, the movie is called Nettie from Ohio. Jessica Vandebush was the uh, director. She's the one responsible for Eat Clean, Run Dirty. Um, check all that stuff out. It's all good stuff. Thank you for spending this evening with me. Oh, thank you. That was fun. Thank you so much.